You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. I'm Odin. King of Asuka. My name is Alyssa, and we are... If you betray me, I will kill you. If you betray him, I will kill you. If you betray him, you'll kill me? Evidently, there'll be a spoiler. Thank you, Thor, Sif, Volstagg, and Loki for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains spoilers and adult content. After all this time, now you come to visit me, brother. Why? To mock. I need your help. But I wish I could trust you. If you did, you'd be the fool I always took you for. Some believe that before the universe, there was nothing. They're wrong. There was darkness, and it has survived. What's gonna happen? I gave you my word. I would return for you. I remember you celebrated the Battle of Harrigan so much that you nearly started a second. Well, the first one was so much fun. Almost as much fun as having a nerd podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome a back to Spectre. Nerd Podcast. A nerd one. It is a nerd oh, podcast. Hi. We did Star Wars, and now we're on Marvel. What else would you call it? We call it a sci-fi one sometimes, but you're not I'm gonna wrong. Go, I'm going to go with nerd wrong. podcast. You are correct, sir. We're part of the rare. Andrew's breed. right. Wow. We're part of the breed of uh, adorable nerds. It happens. <laughs> adorable nerds. Oh, with good it. lord. There's um, a reason why we're recording audio and not video we don't release the video oh we are adorable (laughs) i'm kidding as dad says i have a face for radio and then i remind him i look exactly like him (laughs) (laughs) he's only insulting himself so anyway back on track we are doing the thor 2 thor the dark world (laughs) movie recap (laughs) this yeah this week so we're gonna uh we're gonna send it off to Alyssa for our first category of the uh of the movie movie recap Thor, the Dark World. In ancient times, the gods of Asgard fought and won a war against an evil race known as the Dark Elves. The survivors were neutralized, and their ultimate weapon, the Aether, was buried in a secret location. Thousands of years later, scientist Jane Foster stumbles upon the Aether and becomes its host, forcing Thor to bring her to Asgard before the Dark Elf Malekith captures her and uses the weapon to destroy the Nine Realms, including Earth. When the Dark Elves storm Asgard and kill many Asgardians, including Frigga, Thor's mother, Odin isn't thinking straight and seems to wage war, seeks to wage war against them. Thor and his friends commit treason and take Jane off Asgard to use her as bait to draw out the Elves. But in order to get off Asgard in secret, they need to trust in Loki, 
who's been in a cell since the Battle of New York, so he can lead them through a secret passage. Can Thor trust Loki, and can the two of them defeat the Dark Elves? Or will the Nine Realms and all of the universe be plunged back into eternal darkness? Dun, dun, dun. I make these so dramatic. It was good. And I noticed you, you started adding questions at the end of these. It's like a cliffhanger. It's very, very nice it touch. It just sounds like every uh, like space soap opera ever. Like literally. Tune in next week to see can so and so beat so and so. Literally. <laughs> cool. Moving on to our one of our first topics. Behind meow meow. <laughs> meow meow. Oh gosh, I about died when when she when she said that when the hammer was flying. <laughs> I forgot about it. I think that might have been the only time I chuckled. What? Oh, what? Okay. Only I really one? didn't. I really didn't laugh much during this movie. There might have been one or two other times, but sure, that sure. was about it. Yeah, that's fair. It's definitely not as funny. Okay. Well, we will get to that when we get to our best and worst. Mm. So a couple of behind the scenes. So the Dark World actually created a new language for this movie. I'm not even going to pronounce or attempt to pronounce <laughs> the name of it. Elven. It's an Elven language. She's. All I know is that it ends in Sith. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of ironic. Uh, Shiva, Sith, but you're right. It's very, very off. Also, Alyssa, did you get Game of Thrones um, Night King vibes coming from this dude? I got. I wrote down that'll come. We'll come back to that for my best. Okay, that, that was in there. Absolutely, GOT vibes the entire oh. film. Between between Game of Thrones and uh, Lord of the Rings, I felt like we're about to have Legolas come out of nowhere and start oh. pulling bows. I didn't think Lord of the Rings. I like there, that. There are light elves in uh, in the Thor universe. So these are the dark elves. There are good elves um, from another planet. Are you right. a good a cup, witch or a bad witch? A cu- couple more of mine. So this is fantastic. I had to look this up on a couple of different sites to confirm that this was true. So due to retake, Chris Hemsworth's wife filled in as Jane Foster for the kiss in the post credit scene. What? That wasn't what? our girl. Yeah. Wow. Did she wear a wig? What? A wig and everything. Oh my gosh. Well, I read that uh, Natalie Portman had to stand on a box every I've, time I've she read. kissed. Thor. I'm sure she did. And like for the scenes where she has to run, they had to like they had to like cut. Then like they were like, okay, stop. And then they'd put her on a box and they'd be With like, the go. And then they'd kiss. So that's why the like the climactic romantic running kissing scene never really worked between them because it was like cut, let's put her on a soapbox. Um, because because this was kind of a post edit you know they had to do everything after they already filmed i think the article said that chris and his wife were in tokyo and uh natalie portman was on the way to the southern world so like it's pointless flying her all the way over for a week just to film a kiss so wow let's have chris's wife just take the pleasure and if you go back (laughs) and rewatch that that's a very passionate kiss that's definitely husband and wife kiss for Mm -hmm. sure well, we wouldn't know. So thanks for that comment. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll have that to look forward to in my future. Um, Andrew, step one. Don't say, don't say it, Wyatt. <laughs> he said it. He said um, for For my behind meow meow. Um, so Chris actually grew his hair out for over a year for this yes. movie rather than it being a full on wig. Thank um, gosh. The it prop master. So it does. It really does. And I think it looks better longer anyway than, than that half length that he had for the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the prop master and his 18 techs made over 500 weapons just for the Marauders, just for that one scene. 
food like both bags weapon or sifts or fandrel and then both christopher eccleston and adwale abged i forget how to say his name the his lieutenant um both had to memorize their lines in the made-up elven language oh good lord like and they had a few they had like more than a few in the elven language and it was like ridiculously hard to pronounce like i i don't think i could say those so kind of like with game of thrones when they had to learn uh dothraki mm-hmm. with the with the horse tribes they had to make a language and then adhere to their to their, to their own rules yeah that's crazy yeah oh i love that how about um stan lee wanted to be odin what Stanley <laughs> mentioned that he'd want to play Odin in a movie ever since he adapted the character from Norse mythology and in the lead up um, to Thor that, you know, the movie, the first one, even that he was joking in interviews that he was disappointed that the director refused to even consider him for the part. But all joking aside, Stanley always maintained that he was happy with the casting of Anthony Hopkins, but it definitely would have been fun to like see him be um <laughs> the all father oh my god <laughs> since he and like he, literally is the all father of the mcu <laughs> and he would right and he would have had more than just one line <laughs> for once right exactly <laughs> yeah um i know yeah. we talked about this in our first thor podcast um zachary levi um so zachary levi obviously eventually has a memorable turn as the comic book character in uh, DC's Shazam. Mm. Mm-hmm. But before that, obviously he, he replaced that other, that other guy, Josh Dallas. <laughs> Josh Dallas. And um, basically, you know, just, um, you know, gets his start in the MCU in this, in this film. But apparently uh, Zachary Levi was the first choice for Fandral in the first place but he wasn't available due to scheduling issues. So that's when they brought in Josh, Josh. I think Dallas. he was still filming Chuck at the time. Oh, I don't think that show yeah, ended until Chuck, like 2000. I forgot about that. That's one of well, my favorite shows. Also, Josh Dallas was stuck on flight 828 coming back from Jamaica. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Andrew has no idea. Have no, you seen that, Andrew? That's that, uh, that, that show where like they were on the plane for like ever somehow. And then it's, it's they, called yeah. Manifest. Manifest. Wyatt I, told me to watch it and I binged it in like a week. I think I saw like two episodes. It was pretty interesting. It gets it gets weird. It gets. Really I love weird. that. Like I watched a handful of Flash episodes and then I kind of gave up. And then Andrew watched a handful of Eight to Eight and was like, eh, "I'm done." <laughs> we both were like, "Yeah, it's okay." I watched a and- few seasons of what was that Doctor Show? Grey's Anatomy. Was- the Doctor <laughs> Show. I forget. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh! I don't think anybody refers to it as the Doctor Show. But anyway, so, you know, when Josh Dallas wasn't available for Thor the Dark World because of Once Upon a Time and whatever else he was doing, the producers, you know, went back to their original choice. So I thought that was kind of interesting that he was picked number one. Worked out. I have one more. I'm not sure of the validity of this. Andrew, if you could correct me if I'm wrong. But Dark World wasn't supposed to feature Loki. I don't remember. I, okay. I think I may have read that at some point. I don't, I don't recall. So uh, from the article I was reading, quote, the Thor sequel focus was originally much more centralized on Malekith and his dark elves, but the dark world was in the production right after the release of the Avengers and the audience and audience response to Loki in the film was overwhelmingly positive. 
So that's where oh, they. Oh yeah, everybody loves Loki. Right, everyone loves the the step brother or the half brother who's not really a brother and <laughs> has problems. The adopted brother. Again, had they had they done as we discussed in the first Thor movie pod, had they done the first Thor movie better, you would have had the progression of oh, he's just you know he starts off as an angry brother and doesn't just immediately jump into genocidal bad guy because that doesn't make a lot of sense. It would have right. been a slower turn where you feel bad for him kind of thing. All righty. So moving on to our next category of what if. So my what if, most much like this movie, was kind of meh. Um, <laughs> I, th- I thought this movie was okay, but it, didn't, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't anything special. Yeah. Um, I think we all agree on that for once. Wyatt, do you agree? Well, let's, let's get through this topic and then we can discuss it. Next. All right. Okay. So Jeez. mine is what if Odin hadn't like reverted back to his like warlike state? Like, so we, we discover in Thor Ragnarok that he originally wasn't the protector of the nine realms. He was the slaughterer and pillager of nine realms with his daughter. So he, cause it was, it was all war at the time and then eventually realized peace was the way. So what if he had not reverted to that state in this movie? Cause he's like, and they will fall on 10,000 Asgardian blades. And then Thor's like, well, how many of our people are going to die? As many as are needed. Right. Which is right. kind of like super. It's douchey. ironic too, because like he was basically castizing, um, you know, Thor for being that. In the first movie. Yeah. Hot headed in the first movie. Right. Exactly. Ugh. That's so interesting. like so the, the actual question is what if he hadn't reverted back then and actually could think clearly and actually supported thor's plan i.e loki not quote-unquote dying because had had they laid the trap right even if they couldn't actually destroy the ether they could have stopped friggin malekith the one dude and like eight henchmen like that's that's really all they came to the dark world with yeah. like that so I, I don't know. I, I think that movie would have gone quite differently after that. Or at the very yeah. least, had they not stopped him, Loki wouldn't appear dead. Appear dead, yeah. <laughs> just Loki. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of a... Like I said, the question, like the movie, meh. Well, it's not meh. It's just kind of like you gave us the answer. I'm like, I don't yeah, know you, how to you, comment you on this. <laughs> other than uh, what I said, it, uh, and I meant to say chastise, and then I said a word that I don't know what I said. I made it up. It's, it was like a mix it. between uh, <laughs> chastise and castration. That's what I was doing. Oh, I was making that, that. a new word. You're welcome, Earth. <laughs> I don't want to go through that. I don't care what kind of a mix it is. As I said it, I was like, what am I trying to You're say? You're like, this isn't right. <laughs> oh, well, here we are. Well, yeah, maybe I an- think, uh, go ahead, Wyatt. Go, no, go, go. and how to say, in answer to your question, Maybe because Odin went through that quote unquote phase early on, you know, being the, the pillager that he saw the path that Loki and or Thor was about to go down and he he realized he was taking the same footsteps. So maybe that's oh, yeah. why Thor not Thor, that's why Odin was being the way that he was. But there's also the old adage, I'm not responsible for my father's sins. Mm. Yeah. So but I have hmm. uh in the first movie, it's the apple doesn't fall fall far from the tree. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything to add other than the answer you already gave us, Andrew. You yeah, you definitely answered your own question. You answered your own question. 
Andrew's right, like, can then. we wrap up this podcast in the quickest way possible? Let me answer my own question. <laughs> I'm going to answer my own question. <laughs> um, I actually had three what ifs. Like I, I had a, I had a problem at first trying to think of one. And then when I thought of the first one, it was like the floodgates open. And I was like, Ooh, oh what if this, what if that? Um, so I, I actually liked my first question. I thought it was kind of good. So what if the ether went into Loki after leaving Jane? Ooh, that's interesting. I like that. Huh. I don't, he, I, don't, much. <laughs> I, he, I don't know if he would know what to do with it because like he wouldn't handle himself. Well, the weird thing is none of them knew what it was and Odin should have. And I'm going to like address this when we get to the, the worst um, in a minute, but because none of them knew what it was like, had he real, he, when it went in him, he might've realized, Oh crap, this is an infinity stone or an infinity fluid or whatever it is. And he's like, he goes, as much as I love Essence the Tesseract. Of infinity stone. <laughs> he's like, as much as I love the Tesseract, I've got this, this, I've got this other thing right here that I can literally manipulate reality so with. I'm still laughing. It's like, oh, de parfum. Infinity Stone. <laughs> well, I was I was like misquoting um what was it Endgame when uh, Thor was like telling them what the ether was and he's like someone said that was a stone earlier it's it's not correct you have to make an adjustment to that uh it's it's more of this evil fluidy thing <laughs> so like, is it a fluid or is it like air uh, like what is it glass as we saw glass, like shattered right. so I I think he would have screwed some stuff up because it literally can rewrite reality. That's how they were going to use it as a weapon to cast the universe back into eternal darkness. So, and like we saw what Thanos did with it when he made the collector look alive in infinity war. So he would have screwed some stuff up and changed the stuff. He's like, huh, brother, you were going to be King. And now it's me for real this time. And there's, there's not going to be any uh, father saying I don't deserve it because I now deserve it. So yeah, that, that would be he's he's always wanted a position of power, mainly the, the throne of, of Asgard. Um, I feel like that that actually would have been a cool almost like a part two or three to this little trilogy of of Thor. And it, that would have probably started like his own low-key movie, and then we would have got a civil war style movie between him and Thor. Yeah, I think Ooh, so. Ooh, I would watch that. I would too. I mean, we get snippets of it, but not mm-hmm. like you're saying, like a full anthology. That would be cool. Like actually, like the Avengers versus whatever you yeah. know, Loki can come up with. And like, if if you are up on the Loki show, you know that there's a timeline where young Loki kills young Thor, mm-hmm. right? So, ooh, that would be even more interesting as children. Mm-hmm. Um. What if Loki was, um, you know, doing the mischief he normally does and at the end was the collector? I misheard you for a second. Um, okay. <laughs> what did I, what did you think I said? I thought you oh said, no, he doesn't want to say it. We gave the adult content warning. Come I on, Andrew. You, I thought you, I thought you said, I, I very much misheard. I'm going to clarify. I thought you said doing the mistress he normally did. I was like, I think I missed that. <laughs> doing the Plot mistress. I was like, I missed that plot. The god of mischief. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm sorry. What if he was um, shape shifting or whatever we're calling it and um, was the collector and had two infinity stones? Ooh. That would be interesting because he's also pretending to be Odin and he has the Tesseract. That would be interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. Yep. 
Do you think um, he knew of the collector? Probably not. This is a what if, Wyatt. Go with. I mean, maybe. I know, but the, I'm I'm questioning the, your logic on this one. <laughs> Ziff and Volstag knew enough to seek him out, or at least right, knew enough to right. ask how to seek someone yep, out and like we that. We know how buddy buddy he is with Ziff, so. And then okay. that leads him into into the Guardians world to find yes. the other family stone. Yes. I don't know how I feel about him sneaking around following my future girlfriend. Hopefully, oh maybe, gosh. but. <laughs> So for those of you who can't see, my name on this Zoom call is Lady Sif's boyfriend, dot, 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 hopefully, dot, 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 maybe, dot, 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 please. Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Okay. So no, I, I like that. That was more. a good one. I'll do one more. What if Thor became qu- king and Jane became queen? How would that affect the Avengers if he had to be king? Do you think he would have had uh, to Asgard? choose? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, Aquaman does it even in like different... <laughs> Well, in different like comic book lines or different shows, sometimes he's king of Atlantis. Are we really comparing Aquaman to Thor right now? Actually, I have a poster where they're fighting each other. It was the Avengers versus the Justice League. And I think Aquaman is fighting Thor Um, (laughs) because they're both kings of a mystical realm kind of thing. And they're both gigantic. And they're both shredded. But there, there are times where like, on Thor, just Aquaman will step down from being king to be a Justice Leaguer, and then sometimes he'll promote whoever Aqua Lad. I didn't know that Aqualad. to to become Aquaman, so he can be the king. Aqua Boy, so, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, right? Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Yeah, I think it's just, um, <laughs> I think it just depends on the type of crisis. Like, I'm sure he would show up for something like Endgame or something. Well, I mean, I think he would show up for each Avengers type threat. But other than that, he's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be uh, Lady Sif and the Warriors 3. I'm going to send them again. <laughs> They're going to be your little uh, alpha squad of Avengers. So squad. More like the B squad. I love them and they should have developed them more, but they did in this yeah. movie. So yeah. that's good. Well, I severely struggled with, with my what if on this one. I That's actually okay. jumped I to a different. I I yeah, thanks. I'm my, we might need that. I actually had to jump to a different fandom just to figure out my question. Yes! Oh, I love it. Like I did with Harry Potter. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, what if the role of two? Well, sorry, the rule of two applied in this in this film. For what? Oh. So for the the Sith and the Apprentice, Master and the Apprentice, and then the one who thinks he's the coming up to be the oh. Apprentice, what characters would you plug in those roles? Oh, are you talking about for the bad guys or like what? What are you talking about for? Well, bad guys, yeah, but you can also use like how how Anakin kind of jumped up and became into the Apprentice later on. Like who was the who who are you two bad guys, and then who is your your third one, but up and coming that's gonna switch? Hmm. Who would you pick? Such a good question. I so, kind of wanted to save that for an Avengers where we had more picks. But so, I yeah. Okay. That's a good question. Um I would say that it would be the two dark elves and then Loki coming up proving himself. Cause like sometimes the Sith will do that, like the master and the apprentice. Sometimes the master will bring up another apprentice if he thinks his current apprentice is failing him or he wants him to do better. And then as they always do, the apprentice trains another apprentice in secret. Quote unquote. <laughs> Somehow it's a secret, and yet they've been doing it for thousands of years, and that's literally how the ma- the apprentice becomes the master. He kills the master half the time with his new apprentice, and it's always such a shock somehow. 
I'm like, really? You didn't see this coming from like every history book ever? History um, repeats itself. I wonder wonder how. Like it's like f- from what was it? Batman versus Superman. Uh, uh, crime wave in Gotham. Other news. Water wet. Like, you know. it. Water wet. I'm dead. That was a line from the movie. Yeah. But So I think it would be the, it, so Loki would try and come up and be the top dog yeah, in that, that and he would just thought. kill his way up in my that th- was in kind my of thinking. my thought at first right. and as i'm i'm just stalling so andrew thanks for talking so i could google things and get names together here um because i, I we i mean we're gonna get to it this movie was meh so anyway my answer um i agree i think the master would be malekith mm-hmm. and my thought is um Apprentice would be Algrim, who obviously turns into Curse, the one that's mm-hmm. like possessed by the ether. So that's interesting to think about the rule of two because we have Anakin who becomes Vader and we have Algrim who's like already arguably bad and a villain who becomes Curse and is like possessed by this like right. demonic stuff. Um, crazy black energy, right? Like dark, And he comes scary. like super buff, super tall. Right, right, exactly. And like eyeballs look hella scary <laughs> um, and all of that. So yeah, I like that. I really like that question. That's really thought provoking. Mm. And I kind of like that idea of like the apprentice being that person who's shifting between two different personas and ultimately, you know, has right. their Someone- just desserts. <laughs> Right, someone who's picking, you know, light side, dark side, you know, someone has to make that, that, that switch. Yeah, and he was like, I'll, it was kind of like Harry Potter, it was very like Voldemort and uh, Scabbers, what, what's his name? What's wrong with me today? Help me out, someone. Peter, Peter Pettigrew? Yes, Pettigrew. It was very Voldemort and Pettigrew, thank you, because he, you know, it's like the flesh of the servant taken willingly and he chops his hand off you know and and then it's like yeah yeah and then in this film it's like okay we're gonna cut open your chest and shove this black glowing rock inside of you are you cool with it and he's like bring (laughs) it on you know it's the same energy same and then vibe. flesh of the republic willingly taken which is when the, he cuts off was... thor's hand <laughs> oh yes that was a star wars moment <laughs> if i ever saw it oh my gosh and you were my brother it. i loved and you <laughs> it was his right hand too that's funny <laughs> i think that's like an unwritten rule in most movies it'll end up being the right hand for like most things i don't know which why. is I guess- you primarily it's going to be your sword hand or your and or your, your dominant your, hand yeah. your, your, your gun hand yeah your dominant hand your gun hand so let's finally move on to our best and worst rip off this we've been, we've been asking for it all night so my first part for my best was what white was talking about earlier i put got slash gladiator slash 300 vibes medieval <laughs> and tech <laughs> Because they did bring that up at some point in the movie and they called it medieval and tech, or actually it was behind the scenes thing I was watching where they were like, we wanted to be cognizant of this like medieval dress and like, you know, atmosphere, but also give it like that tech and some of that more sci-fi edge to it as well. Because mm-hmm. at moments you kind of forgot and you're like, is this Game of Thrones? Is this Gladiator? Is this 300? Well, you forget a lot because soldiers blindly run to their deaths with swords against enemies with guns and 
but wait, they have guns in the armory. They just grab swords and instead. there's weird looking, right. like possessed elf, like animal looking things. You know, it's you're describing 300. You're mm -hmm. describing 300. So yeah. um, that definitely gave me that vibe. And then like, were we on Naboo or what? Because that homegirl looked like she was Padme in this film, in this outfit, running through these halls, okay? <laughs> it, def it definitely looked as as good as Asgard looked in the first movie. It looked even better in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay, you're like Naboo Jr. right now. Yeah. Okay. It's like they found more colors to, to use. Yeah, exactly. So um, good. I did like some of the other humorous parts, like um, Dr. Selvig when he was like naked and running around, like this man lost his mind and it was funny to like see the actual effects that the the scepter had on him that were, were lasting, right? Yeah. Um, the Mew Mew, we already talked about Mew Mew. And um, I love the trope in a movie where everybody says another person's name, Darcy, Jane, Ian, Dr. Selvig, Mew Mew. That part where like- Donkey. Donkey, exactly, yeah, donkey. exactly. Yeah. That's the energy it gave. Uh -huh. um, and my last best is the Captain America cameo when Loki uh, is changing yes. his appearance. It you want was a rousing so discussion of truth? Justice us America. Yes. Liberty. It was, it was so good. And I love when like a character is playing another character as another character, right? Because that was, um, you know, Chris Evans as Captain America as Loki. Right, kind of reminded me it, of so. um, of Emma Watson and yes, um, when she was being uh, Bellatrix or what, yes. like whatever it was. Yes, they had you're to, right. Like, That's exactly other. right. Yes, that was a cool. lot of Harry Potter references today mm. in Game of Thrones. But no, absolutely, I think that was the same. Um, in terms of the worst, I had two things, and I'm getting on my feminist box. Um, why does it have to be a female scientist with no time to date? who's hung up on this guy because he's good looking and nothing else. Oh, the dude I that I like in the, the way restaurant. you explain things. No, Thor. She says, I like the way you explain things. Like he just read the freaking instructions on the back of a macaroni and cheese box. Like she's an idiot. But he held her hand doing it. <laughs> right. And she's <laughs> like a scientist, like a really, really, you know, accredited, renowned, yeah. renowned scientist. I like the way you explain things. Like, yeah, accredited, a renowned scientists aren't allowed to have feelings. You're right, Alyssa. No, I'm just no, I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, I no. knew you were going to say totally that. Teasing. So let me finish my point. I'm totally teasing. Let me finish my point. I knew, and I had the same thought so she can be a woman please she can be a woman and a scientist but why does it have to be like that why couldn't they actually be in love instead of this like fake lustful thing that we're getting yes scientists can have a sex drive and all of that whatever i'm not saying these things are mutually exclusive i'm just saying it's not genuine i'm not getting uh, this genuine vibe you don't think it. it was genuine I thought it was pretty genuine when he's like checking on her night after night from his friend who could see her yes. magically galaxies away. Later. I, I yes. Yes. That absolutely. was in the beginning of the movie. But we didn't get that in the first movie is what I'm saying. And we're picking back up where she's like slapping him. Like they've been together forever and they've only known each other like three days. They basically went on one date and like, that's she's what like, I'm saying. Where, where and now you? she's like, I'm the queen of Asgard. Um, but she does redeem herself with the nurse in yeah. Asgard and she's like is that a quantum field generator and the nurse is like no it's a soul soul forge and Jane says well does a soul forge transfer molecular energy from one object to another and she's like um yes and 
And Jane's like, mm-hmm. that's what I said. It's a quantum field generator. Mm. So yeah, just pretty cool. don't love that. It could be better. It's not, you know, it's not horrible. It's not. I think, the- I think we're finally getting more of like, cause like the way you put it is it's like lust from the first movie. And I wouldn't have called it love from the first movie, but I wouldn't have pushed, put it as harshly as you did, but at least we're finally getting somewhere closer to that. <laughs> And then they're not together in the third movie. So, and what's I think it was completely disappears, right? I think it was Mike who said that she's she's less of a damsel in distress. She's actually pretty proactive. Well, kind of more so towards the end of the film, you know, during the final fight scene in Greenwich. The other thing I had, um, and this is more of like a thought than maybe a worse, but I just thought this is where it belonged in my notes. I just kind of was putting myself in Jane's shoes for a minute. And I was like, can you imagine how she's feeling at a certain point in this movie where it's essentially her fault that both Loki and Frigga are dead? Oh, like I mean, essentially it's, it's her fault. It's and like it was she an didn't accident. ask for it to happen. Right. Yeah. And it was an accident. She stumbled right. upon this portal and was, you know, possessed because she put her hand where it didn't belong. But <laughs> I was like, oof, that's a big oof. Because Frigga, you're like, that's an oof. And then Loki too, and you're like, this is the man that you claim to love and you've killed his mother and his brother. By the way, I I love the the justified slap that she gives Loki. That's for New York. I think she decked him. I don't think she slapped him. I think she decked him. No, she slapped him, but it didn't catch me off guard. Yeah, so that was all. I mean, I I just definitely didn't like this movie. Um, I was telling you guys before we started recording that... uh, I barely paid attention to it because I was like, "Ugh, it's just not, it was not doing it for me. I think it was the elves. I just, I didn't think they were, um, you know, the best what's, they were a bland villain, right? Like, yeah. Um, basically like I have the, this quote from Patty Jenkins about why she actually left Thor, the dark world. She had signed on and Portman was confirmed as the co-star and Marvel actually pushed back the release date and then Jenkins left the movie. So in 2011, she exited over quote unquote creative differences where she subsequently chalked up her and Marvel wanting to make different movies. And the quote from her goes on to say, quote, I don't think I could have made a good movie out of Thor two because I wasn't the right director. And I don't think I would have been in the running for wonder woman as a result. And that's one of the reasons why I'm glad I didn't do it because I could have made a great Thor if I could have done the story that I was wanting to do, but I don't think I was the right person to make a great Thor, um, you know, out of the story they wanted to do. So I thought that was just really interesting um, Makes sense. and kind of like bringing it back that she didn't want to have this um, elf thing, elf thing as a part of the plot. You know what I mean? She wanted something else she wanted a better plot here so i was was telling my friend jay about what um michael said on our last podcast and he said at least um thor 2 dives deeper into their lore and my friend jay put it a really good way he goes they try to because you think with the dark elves that's diving deeper into lore it just they do the norse funeral yeah similar they just don't execute they don't execute the elf plot properly they just they just don't and it just and felt they, flat to me. It just wasn't as intriguing. They, well, then the they rest. also say that Malekith turned the um, the reality stone into the ether as a weapon, but they don't ever say how. How someone right. like 
who's not Thanos or even like, I don't, I don't yeah. think he's the strongest Thanos when I don't think Thanos could turn that into something it wasn't already. So uh, like they never explain that either. It's something they just kind of gloss over. So I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. And Alan Taylor, who did um, with Daniel Minahan take over the project actually um, worked on Game of Thrones. So that's probably why we keep saying Game of Thrones. Just Makes saying. sense. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> um, it's all connected. It all connects. So moving on to, to my best and worst. Um, so the best I have is that we got uh, more of Lady Sif in the Warriors 3. Not oh, a ton more, but we did get some. <laughs> Sorry, they were interesting side characters that were hella not developed in the first movie. No, you just want to say Lady Sif and you're just adding the Warriors 3. It's fine. No, I like the Warriors 3. Who doesn't like Volstag? <laughs> um, and who doesn't like Zachary Levi? Give me a break here. Um, <laughs> I thought you're like equating. It's like, who doesn't like Wrecker? It's like the same archetype. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, we got, it is. <laughs> we got um, more of like, we got more of Asgard and their society and all that we got another enemy of asgard so like world building for thor they did okay in this movie um we got two more realms you know because midgard is earth that's a realm um we got um say it the the way it should be said please what i said say it the way it should be said please in the accent midgard Midgard. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to speak Norse. That was it. You had it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, we got we got two more just, realms. We got we got um, I forget what the I think his name is Hogan. Um, the yes. the Asian guy. We got his home planet, Vanaheim. Mm-hmm. That so, was cool. I which kind of sounds like Anaheim to me. <laughs> so, oh my god, it does. So yeah, I, I I liked that we got that, and I liked that it like shows. Oh, you know, you you get to go be with your people and, and like help rebuild, and it like showed them battling a little bit in the nine realms, and then we got however you pronounce the dark world. I forgot. I wrote it down, and I I don't know where it is. Um. So so the world building was good. There was a little bit of humor, but that's. I, I really didn't love this movie. So that's kind of where the, that's kind of where it stops for me. Um, I, I, I didn't laugh much. So we're on our worst now. Um, like I <laughs> laughed a couple times, but like, come on, it's a Marvel movie. I should laugh more than once. Yeah. Um, agree. It had the potential to be super interesting. Like we just talked about. And for me, it didn't live up. It like, it like knocked on interesting's door and then just walked away. Ooh. Um, so it, like it did a ding dong ditch. Um, the plot i'm reading straight from my notes the plot was not the best they could have made the dark elves more of a mystery and the reason i said that is because like odin clearly yeah that would be more intriguing yeah so clearly odin's dad was about a good as good of a dad as odin was because (laughs) he he didn't be like hey so i stopped the uh, the dark elves but there are still some left floating out there somewhere so if someone finds the uh the soul stone or the reality stone, which I'm not going to tell you about um, or anything about of how important it is. Um, so when, when it, you know, bites you in the ass later, you're going to be completely unprepared. Right. Um, it's just like, I'm like, hello, terrible father vibes. And like, also just not a good like warrior thing to do. You don't yeah. leave someone, you know, behind you who can like get up and kill you after. Um, so that just, that didn't. Uh, and like, he should have known that the ether was an infinity stone. 
Like even uh, his dad was like, because one of the guys, one of his warriors was like, oh, we should destroy it. And he's like, it can't be destroyed. So he knew. Like you couldn't have right. left a little note in, the, in that little Asgard story that you tell your children. By the way, that's an infinity stone, kids. Interesting point. You can't destroy an infinity stone. Like This is a tool that will help us later. <laughs> literally. So that would have been a nice plot device, but... That would have been a nice life device for them. A but, life device. Like, yeah. give me a break. It like he should like someone like Odin should have known you couldn't destroy that. Um, and this would have been a better time to explain the nine realms and how they work um, instead of just saying, "Oh, they're nine realms." All right, we'll call them that a day. Like, so I looked up what the nine realms were for like my personal satisfaction. I knew they were nine planets, but the nine realms are supposed to take place in nine different galaxies. Ooh. So um, Midgard takes place in the Milky Way galaxy. Um, the Bifrost can, can more easy, just more easily go to those, um, to those different uh, realms because there are already like magical wormholes there. That's, that's the whole convergence thing. Yeah. That's why, um, the Bifrost goes there more easily than other places because those okay. wormholes are already established. Like apparently when I looked this up, people get very, uh, very angry on the message boards when other people don't know what the uh, nine realms are. And I'm just like, okay, maybe you should like get married and focus on something more important. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, this is not something you should be getting like really rude about. Oh um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was it for me. Okay. I guess I will get to mine. So my I'm going to start with the worst because I like to end on, on a good note. And I always try to give movies the benefit of the doubt because these are writers that have poured their hearts into it, actors that are doing the same as well. Um, so right. worse. So they did this twice in this movie, but how dare you bring up S.H.I.E.L.D. and then they don't show up. Yes! <laughs> yes! Like I was waiting for semi Jackson. Give to come us out Nick Fury, just... you cowards! <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, so how come Thor can touch Jane, but no one else can after she's infected? Ooh. Did anyone else notice that? Yes, yeah, sci-fi science problem. Um, because anyone else who tried to touch her was trying to arrest her, basically. So I know oh, like he was the, protecting her. So the ether felt like it was being protected. Remember they said that they were like, yeah. Oh, it's defending her. And they're like, no, it's, it's, de it's defending itself. So it wasn't, he didn't grab her in any threatening way. That seemed like a decent question. <laughs> I it was, it was good. Yeah, It is. It, and I, it's awfully convenient for the plot. Cause like if yeah, someone like Thor grabs you, it's a 50, 50 on whether it's like threateningly. So, um, I wrote the premise of the entire movie is pretty dumb. <laughs> kind of is, unfortunately. I want I, I like this movie, but that's about as much as I can say. Um, the trailer gives away way too much in this movie. So if, if you go back and rewatch the trailer, it gives away pretty much the entire plot of the movie. Um, you never truly understand the motivation behind the villain's obsession with making the world dark. At least with Thanos, we understand his logic. We have no idea why these elves are doing this. Well, because they were like born in eternal darkness, but like, don't they see that this is much better? Like, yeah. Like, oh, we want things the way it used to be. What, like a million years ago by now? Let it go. Let it go, Elsa. That was never, 
clear. And yeah. also the cliche intern abuse. Like, why are we abusing our interns? Because it's think, Marvel and that's the trope with any intern. I think she was being dramatic of how abused she was. So she was just like, okay, I'm gonna take it out on someone else. Like Darcy, you like you were never you were never really abused like this. Yeah, you carried, you just carried rolls the taser. And then right. she basically sexually harassed her intern. <laughs> he did not mind it. Twice. Know it. No, apparently he did not. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, <clears throat> moving on to my best. So if this movie was slightly tweaked, this could have been Loki's movie. It had a decent so, amount true. of Loki. AKA it did have if, a lot. If we changed the title to, to, to Loki. <laughs> and if we had just a little bit more of his growth, this could have been his movie. Because there was I, a lot of Loki in this. I would have liked the events of half of the events of the first Thor to take place in the second Thor movie. I, so basically, as of right now, with the three Thor movies we have, I would want them all pushed ahead one. And I would have ideally liked the first Thor movie be developing Loki a little bit more. Kind of okay. like what I said earlier. Because he goes yeah, yeah. from jealous brother to homicidal, genocidal maniac very quickly. Like unnaturally, not realistically quickly. Now, some of that is because he's under the effect of the Mind Stone in Avengers. But it's like, it, had they they developed it more, his character would have been even better. Like people would love him even more. You know, had he right. like been a, even just had he been kind of like an anti-hero who was, you know, being the trickster, but he still kind of loves his brother, you know, a little jealous, but he's still on the quote unquote right side of things. I think that would have been more interesting. Right. So in my mind, this would have been a good thir- third Thor movie and then Ragnarok being a fourth one. But okay. mm. filmmakers like trilogies so much for whatever reason. Well, if we learn anything about how Marvel just likes to drop movies in the timeline like they did like they just did with Black Widow. That's a possibility. That'd be cool. They definitely could come up with something like that. Even though they just spent millions of dollars on the Loki show, yeah. they could definitely drop him a movie in there as well. Did everybody I think no, we already said no, not everyone. Okay. No, right. I'm behind. <laughs> on what on the um, Loki show? I, I haven't yes. watched the last two. I'm I was, I'm saying I'm I'm too behind. You gotta it's watch two? the mid credits scene at the end. The last okay. one. Make sure um, you watched it. Will do. Continue on with my best. I love the fight scene. Fight scene when the dark elves attack Asgard. That was that, pretty. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It was cool. Um, although the end of the the fight looked like a scene from the Old Republic, a Star Wars game. Oh, yes, it really did. <laughs> um, Funny. And finally, I love a good plot twist. So the whole Loki plot twist at the yes! end. That was really good. That, that was one good. of the best parts of the movie. Ah, oh, I didn't mention that. I totally agree. It got me. I did. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. So movie. I was like, oh, he's alive. Like, wait a second. He's in the next couple of movies. How did he die? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Well, moving on to our final chapter segment, whatever you want to call it, of alter ego. So for once, I actually included myself in my list. I, oh, I'm I never. So proud. I never do. So I'm calling myself uh, Dr. Selvig because I'm most likely to run (laughs) through Stonehenge in my birthday suit. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Oh no. Alyssa. So jokingly, I put the ether. (laughs) Jokingly. 
Um, but then I put Odin. Ooh, interesting. I put you as Odin because you're not afraid to assert your authority and put us in our place. Respect my authority. <laughs> and Sorry, Andrew, I, I had Heimdall. So <laughs> awesome. you are 1000% loyal to the very end to your work and your friends. <laughs> and, and, you had the, and you had the occasional good one-liners too. I'm just thinking of the part where he's like, your majesty, I, you asked me to tell you if I ever had someone betray you. And he's like, well, I betrayed you. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly how I would distract someone. Like, this so, is Andrew. Um, you guys might be wondering why I called you all here today <laughs> to distract. Oh, yeah, I would absolutely do that. And yeah, you I called me Idris Elba. But... Hey. Yeah, I know I'm paraphrasing, but. <laughs> Appreciate that. That's so funny. Um. I'll go. My picks are probably going to offend you guys as normal. <laughs> um, I said that, um, Wyatt, I had you as Darcy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hear me out because I actually wrote down good things. So the part where they're doing the portal and they're throwing things and like um, she, she turns to Jane, Jane, give me your shoe. Give me your shoe. <laughs> like, Wyatt would do and that. she tries to take it from the intern. Andrew, Wyatt, give me your shoe. Give me your keys. Wyatt would do that. So you're silly. Keys? Yeah, you're silly. You're the comedic relief. Um, you're smarter than people estimate. Don't underestimate you, right? Um, and you're like the plucky best friend. Like, like plucky just, best friend. Yeah, plucky. plucky. Wow, plucky. interesting. I feel like she's very plucky. Like, that's her personality. Okay. What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, would we like a, a actual Dictionary definition? definition? Here we go. Yes. Plucky, I... having or showing determined courage in the face of difficulties. Okay. The <laughs> plucky youngster has astounded medical staff. <laughs> I've never been called that, so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone's been called that in about 30 years. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I think I was being generous on that, too. <laughs> And that being said, I guess I'll give Andrew his alter ego. Oh, boy. Here we go. Um, I had Strap Andrew in. as Thor because I had a couple things. I said caring and protective. And I said Thor is humble in this movie compared to the first film, and that's definitely more in alignment with Andrew. Um, would get slapped by a woman and not react. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> happened before. <laughs> strong in will and strong in heart um, and would always hang your hammer at the door before coming into a stranger's home. Mm. <laughs> hang that hammer. <laughs> oh, Wyatt. Oh, and, and then the interaction. Can I just add really quick the interaction between Darcy and Thor in this film? Hey, how's Thor, space? Uh, how's space? <laughs> space is good. <laughs> I feel like that's you guys. Did you include yourself yet? I did. Sorry. Okay. I Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I had myself, funny enough that you chose Odin. I chose Frigga. I said that um, I would definitely have to showcase my strengths of cleverness instead of like physical <laughs> strength in a, in a fight with the, the villains here. Right. Um, I'm a witch. I would pull a trick. You witch. I was like, yes, she witch. is a witch. Call her a witch like, again. I was like, wow, you said that so mean. Yeah, I was like, witch. yeah, she is she a witch. She should have been like elf. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
like okay I th- right we... <laughs> right no, no um, that was good. and then her one line i was like this is me and andrew and wyatt it's only because i've worried over you that you've survived <laughs> it's like this is me a thousand percent true uh-huh for mine we'll start with Alyssa because her um hers uh kind of matches a little bit of, of what i wrote i wrote that she's a mix between um friga and sif and like how mm. so loki basically has his mother's powers she said that in the first movie she chose to share them with her and so like the way she uses her powers to um protect jane and she basically fell on the sword. She made the sacrifice play in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also um, for the Lady Sif part, Thor um, thanks Sif for um, both her sword and her wise counsel. And I'm sure that that's something that I, I can say I know that I've um, I've thanked her for either her wisdom or because she's done something. So for her action and for her wisdom, and I'm sure Wyatt's done the same, has Aww. thanked her for it. Um, Wyatt, I... <laughs> Funnily enough, um, you called me Heimdall. I called you Heimdall. Cool. So we both told each other that we're our best friend, both in the movie and in real life. That's awesome. (laughs) That's super awesome. I appreciate that. Um, So when he goes, um, you're late. When Thor shows up to like ask him how, how Jane is, like they've never set up a time for that. (laughs) <laughs> so like if if you were keep, if i had if i had you keeping watch over someone that i cared about and i was checking on them frequently you'd definitely be like you're late you'd definitely <laughs> give me crap for it and you know it you know yeah. you would give me crap for it uh-huh. and then for myself i picked um zachary levi's character of Fandra. <laughs> yes. his sarcasm in this entire movie he's like it's as if they resent being imprisoned or when like <laughs> he pushed when thor pushes loki out of the plane I see your time in the dungeons has made you no less graceful, Loki. Yeah. <laughs> he's just making fun of his old friend who's like, you know, now technically a war criminal, but he's still like personal he's, he's then, still uh, he's still joking with him like he's his friend. Doesn't hurt that he has his arms around two girls at one point in the film. Oh yeah, there is that. But that's not where I was going. <laughs> Ladies mad over here. That was not where I was going. <laughs> not my style. Well, guys, it might have been Loki's birthright to to die, but it's also our birthright to podcast. And unfortunately, this one has to end. Mm-hmm. That was Thank you for joining us. Thank God we got through Dark World. <laughs> Thank God it's over. It actually was a fun one to talk about, even yeah. though it wasn't a fun one to watch. It I feel like this was way more it was enjoyable. Just like, okay. It's funny, you know, as, as we're you know, each watching this the week prior to recording, you know, and the group text is like, oh, this sucks. Oh, this sucks. And then we end up talking about it. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, we were like, this will be a short one. Here we are 90 minutes later. Still going we go, already. We go full, we go full circle. <laughs> anyway, join us next week where we jump back into Captain America with the Winter Soldier. I'm so we'll, excited. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.